Welcome to Taking the Rams by the Horns, a podcast that takes current affairs out of current affairs. This is a podcast in partnership with Sowetan Live. I'm your host, Rems Mabote. South Africa is alive with possibilities. I mean, who would have imagined a former president in jail? A sitting president sleeping on cash, literally. A cabinet minister visiting a common prisoner in jail. Or even the post office operating, even when they have nothing to do. Can you confirm that delivery performances drop? Welcome to the new Sowetan Live podcast called Taking the Rams by the Horns with me, Rams Mabote. Each week, I will be taking a lighter look at very serious topics that half the time drive you up the wall. This podcast will use humor to take no prisoners, have no holy cows, and cook a whole lot of sacrificial lambs. It was bound to happen, wasn't it? For the 30 years since we defeated it, we have been repeatedly warned that apartheid will make a return and take away the gains of our hard-fought democracy and freedom. We laughed, treating these warnings as scarecrows aimed at vilifying our new democracy. It would never happen, we all said. Never, never, and never again shall it be that this beautiful land will again experience the oppression of one by another. Sorry, Tata, even you were wrong. Ironically and tragically, it is the African National Congress, that glorious movement of the people no less, that glorious movement of the people no less, that delivered this below-the-belt blow on us. The ANC was formed in 1912 to fight colonialism. After apartheid was introduced in 1948, the People's Movement up the ante. Protests were organized, most notably the defiance campaign of the 1950s. ANC leaders were willing to risk life and limb to fight apartheid. In 1960, it even embraced the armed struggle for which it was rewarded with a ban and its leaders were arrested and others fled to exile. But the ANC was unrelenting. It fought apartheid with all it had in its arsenal. It went to the United Nations to get it declared a crime against humanity. It organized sanctions against South Africa. It even encouraged school kids to boycott school to fight apartheid. As you can see, some of our MPs are from that generation. But I digress. And finally, through the help of the international community, the ANC prevailed. The Nets agreed to negotiate. Apartheid was removed from the statutes and democracy was ushered in. For 30 years, we've been cruising fine in the new South Africa. Successive ANC governments have been elected into power to manage this newly found democracy and freedom, although from time to time, they have battled with a few insignificant things like growing the economy, arresting and removing their own who are corrupt, delivering on the promises they made, and keeping the lights on. 
the ANC, though, kept apartheid at bay. They warned us not to vote for the Democratic Alliance because that would bring back apartheid. We listened, at least in eight of the nine provinces. The idiots in the Western Cape did not heed the call. They voted the DA into power. Look at them now. They have clean streets. The street lights are on. That is whenever ESCOM is not playing Russian roulette with electricity. Buses are on time. And recently, taxis were taught a lesson. Serves them right. They were warned and they did not listen. Now they live under a white government. But it seems the rest of us are not going to escape unscathed because last week, apartheid came back with a vengeance. When an old derelict and neglected building in downtown Johannesburg caught fire, leaving at least 76 people dead, South Africans wanted answers from government. When we all suspected that this was because of negligence and poor governance, we found out we were all wrong. Because unfortunately for us, whether we like it or not, this is the result of apartheid that kept people under such uh, conditions and we are expected to have changed those conditions within the 30 years. Yes, you heard her right. Apartheid is back and because of it, we had this fire that left many dead and injured. That is according to Minister of Social Development, Lindu Ezulu, who is a very senior member of the ANC, so you can trust her. The bodies of the deceased had not been identified when another ANC senior leader and Minister of Transport, Sindisi Ochikunga, confirmed our worst fears that apartheid is indeed back. Speaking at the reopening of passenger rail line that had successfully shut down under her party's watch, Chikunga came out guns blazing to tell us about the monster, the A-word, that has made its return. It's not this government. I think we also have our own blame to take, maybe. But it is the commission by De Villiers in 1986 that was appointed by the apartheid government to take to, to investigators to whether it was correct for them to continue uh, 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 investing on rape. And that De Villiers commission said to apartheid government, no, it is not necessary. At the time, the apartheid government was spending something like 6 billion rand for rape. From there, the apartheid government stopped investing to the extent that by 90s, apartheid government was spending less than a billion rand on, on any rail infrastructure. Coupled with that lack of investment, the apartheid government decided to deregulate the transportation of anything on the road, including the transportation of passengers, the transportation of goods, which led to the mushrooming of the trucks that we see on the road destroying our on our, our roads and actually the the devastation of trains and, and rail services. In one minute and fourteen seconds, Minister Chikunga mentioned apartheid at least four times. You do not need more proof that it is back. We are in trouble. I'm sure it was a party that also made the ANC government to continue with the policies of the National Party and not invest in rail again. I generally do not take heed of what ANC ministers say. Half the time, I don't even know who some of them are. 
and the other half, they are so unbelievable. But when the leader of the party, the head of state, speaks, I take heed. It was not long before President Cyril Ramaphosa joined the bandwagon. At an ANC election manifesto review over the weekend, the president validated his minister and pulled the A word too. We would have had our country littered with young people who are town planners who live in the various towns. We don't have them. So that are the, those are the effects of apartheid. That is what apartheid robbed the country and robbed the future because they had town planners. They made it a point to train town planners and denied black people the opportunity to be trained as town planners or engineers. And come the moment when there's democracy, that shadow of failure, a deliberate failure by the apartheid state, is cast on the present and the future. See? Apartheid is back. The ANC did warn us over the years that if we are not careful, the evil system would rear its ugly head again. Before 1994, it trained only white town planners. And post-1994, it trained no one, it would seem. Shame on apartheid. And how dare does Dr. Stemmel Mbete in speaking to Ramaphosa, claimed that there are many young people with town planning qualifications without a job. Where? Never. Apartheid trained only white town planners, and as if that was not cruel enough, post-1994, it closed the colleges that produced artisans. And now towns like Pampirsdorp, don't mistake that for Pampirstad, has no town planner, as Ramaphosa says. I prayed hard that this day does not come again. I saw what apartheid did to black people over the years, and I was happy to see its obituary written. Turns out the news about its death was greatly exaggerated. Now the same undertaker who claimed to have buried it is exhuming the ghost of apartheid and the evil system is fighting with all the venomous vengeance. What is next? Could apartheid be blamed why casualties have become a laughingstock of the nation? Is it possible that it is apartheid's fault that every week Dr. Kosiensu Ramukhopa caught on social media dancing, he revises his energy recovery plan? I'm damn sure it is bloody apartheid that has seen Jacob Zuma go on a drive through jail term, Musisi Wemkovane losing her marbles, and Ushaga Ilembe getting a second season. Whatever the case may be, the ANC has made history. Apartheid is not dead. Long live Apartheid. Thanks for listening to this episode of Taking the Rams by the Horns. Please send your comments to me via email on rams at ramsmabote.com. Let me know what you think of the podcast and please share your views on what else we should blame on Apartheid. Download the MySowetan app and listen to more of my podcasts. Follow us on Twitter by any other name at Rams by the Horns and at Sowetin Live. From me, Rams Mabote, goodbye and God bless.